Experience Action Let's stop just talking about customer experience, employee experience, and the experience of leaders. Let's turn ideas into action. Your host, Jeannie Walters, is an award-winning customer experience expert, international keynote speaker, and founder of Experience Investigators, a strategic consulting firm helping companies increase sales and customer retention through elevated customer experiences. Ready, set, action. It's Experience Action, and I'm Jeannie Walters, and we have another fantastic question. So let's get to it. I represent CX in my organization. Although I tried to be a change agent regarding the CX perspective, my organization continues to use the NPS as a KPI for the entire organization. What are your recommendations for promoting change in an organization where there is a high focus on the NPS and lack of openness to alternate thinking? Oh, my goodness. First of all, caller or listener or recorder, (laughs) how do I address these? One of the things that I want to just commend you for is thinking this way. When we talk about customer experience, sometimes people's knee-jerk reaction is saying, oh, you measure, you measure surveys, you measure feedback, you measure that one score, that one metric that is magical in our organization. And you know what? You've heard me say this before. I don't believe there's one magic metric. We are in the world of customer experience. That means we're dealing with humans. And I will be the first one to tell you, humans are totally irrational. We are complex. We don't make a lot of sense. And so if we're only looking at humans as a metric like net promoter score, then we're missing huge opportunities to look at the nuance and wonderful ways that we can really deliver for customers. So first of all, let's get into this question because I I thought the way you phrased it was so interesting. When we talk about you're trying to be that CX change agent, I totally get that. There are so many of you out there who are really just fighting the good fight every single day, trying to get other people in your organization, your leaders especially, to understand that customer experience requires that cross-functional view, that we need to do more than just measure one metric, that we need to understand that customer satisfaction is a part of the scenario, that, you know what, asking people if they'd recommend us like we do in Net Promoter Score is another kind of tool in the toolkit. But none of that is the total sum of what we do. There is so much more to this. So I encourage you to keep going as that CX change agent. Keep banging that drum and using the communications and using the tools available to empower other people to really understand this. So you also mentioned how NPS is used as a KPI for the entire organization. So let's break down those acronyms, first of all. So NPS, or Net Promoter Score, sometimes Net Promoter System, is really about that question, would you recommend our service, our product, our brand to your friends, families, or colleagues? Why or why not? It's a wonderful metric that was introduced by Fred Reichheld many, many years ago. And he's actually come out with another updated book because he got frustrated at seeing how this was used in such a blunt way. Any KPI or key performance indicator is not the magic thing, right? One of the things that I do as a business owner is look at things like, you know what, what is our revenue coming in? What is our forecast? What is our profit margin? All of those things. But if I look at just one of those things, 
you can be lulled into both a false sense of security or a false sense of panic. And that's because we have to make sure that we're looking at the entire formula of success. And this is true with customer experience as well. So if there's this lack of openness, as you described it, to alternate thinking, I encourage you to think about where can NPS lead to more conversation? So when we talk about this, I want to go ahead and dive a little deeper into this misunderstood part of the customer experience landscape. Because when we're talking about metrics, it's really easy to think that we're just talking about those numbers on the page. But really, we're talking about results and we're talking about how to measure those results. What? Many of you who are listening are probably part of organizations similar to the one that the listener is telling us about. You might live and die by the Net Promoter Score because it has been for many, many years considered in many circles as the gold standard of customer satisfaction metrics. But you know what? Times change and we have different ways of measuring things. We have different ways of reaching out to customers. We have different ways of understanding operational and behavioral and analytics that come along with that. So we want to talk about moving beyond NPS to a broader view of customer experience. And so if you think of NPS as your magic eight ball and you say, well, that's what my leaders want me to say. They want me to understand that if we are in the range that they want for NPS, then we're doing well. And if we drop down, we're not. That's what leads us. And NPS has many, many benefits like simplicity and benchmarking ability, but relying on it solely, it's like saying to somebody, you'll love Game of Thrones. Just watch one episode. You'll get it, right? <laughs> we would never do that. But when we're talking about this stuff, sometimes we oversimplify. So here are a few points I want you to consider and really think about for your organization, because we want to look at a more holistic picture of your customer experience using the toolkit of which metrics will help you do that. So number one, if you are recording NPS, if you are tracking NPS, there is no reason to abandon that. We just want to make sure that we diversify how we look at that and we understand what it is we're looking at. We want to consider a dashboard of metrics and uh, anecdotes and data that will really help us understand our customers so that we can take action. And that last part is so important and it's often overlooked. And what happens is we sometimes are asked as customer experience leaders to be number narrators, to simply say what the score is and have everybody nod along and say, oh, okay, we're doing okay. But our job is about bringing in the insights from our customers, from the data they provide, from the feedback, from these different metrics to actually transform that into insights that then lead to action that make it better for the customer. Now, ultimately, those improvements that we make to the customer journey then lead to better business results. So if we are tracking NPS, there is data out there that correlates NPS with things like higher revenue, sometimes higher average purchase order, for instance, things like that. But we can't just nod along and say, oh, NPS does that, so we're good. We want to make sure that we're collecting all the right information in this kind of mosaic of a dashboard to really look at what our customers telling us is painful, where are they spending too much effort, what do they want to change, and how can we stay ahead? 
And that's those are the questions we're trying to answer when we review our metrics, when we're looking for those insights. So if you're not tracking things outside of NPS, you're missing opportunities to really look at things like transactional metrics. Transactional metrics happen in the moment. So right after somebody has an experience, we might ask them for a short survey around customer satisfaction score or CSAT. This is a handy, easy, very traditional metric to gauge customers' immediate satisfaction with a product, service, or interaction. So it's a little bit of a pulse check, and that's okay. We want to check on the different parts of the journey. Now, one example I always use here is around delivery of a product. If you're in a consumer landscape where you've ordered a product that might be cumbersome or hard to get on your own, and you've got that delivery person, they come up with the dolly, something like that, that part of the experience can make or break how somebody feels about that whole brand. So that's a perfect place to really invest in figuring out, are they satisfied with the delivery experience? Did that go well? That can be a really good pulse check. So another one that I like is Customer Effort Score, or CES. And this measures, exactly as it's described, how much effort the customer has to put in to interact with a specific scenario. And so in today's fast-paced world, we really want to reduce effort as much as possible. This is another one that can be used in um, things like, you know, did you find what you were looking for in an easy way on a website? So there are different ways to use these metrics that can be very powerful. NPS is more of a relational metric. So that's something that's more about kind of how they feel about the entire brand, the entire experience. The other thing that can impact NPS is how we're asking for that information and when we're asking for it. Sometimes I think we oversimplify feedback strategy. We don't talk about the fact that, you know what, every time we ask a customer for feedback, that is an act of engagement. We have to make sure that that fits within the right place along the journey in the right way, the right channel that they want, all of those things. So if we're oversimplifying any of those things, we have to realize that yes, that's giving us some information, but it may not be giving us enough information to move forward with those insights that turn into action. Because remember, this isn't just about collecting different measurements. This isn't just about checking off the box with different metrics. It's about understanding the story they are telling together. And part of that is really telling your customer's story. And this is where we want to get into some of the more qualitative data that's available to us. Like, let's find sentiment analysis that's available. Now there are some amazing tools out there that use AI and machine learning. And there is no harm in spot checking things like, you know what, I'm going to listen to 10 recordings from our call center a week. And I'm going to find the ones that tell the story. Look for, you know, the transactional ones that have the lowest score and the highest score and see what happened there. Same thing with observation work. I'm a big believer. Sometimes you just need to go on site and see what's happening. Customer interviews, actually reaching out proactively with surveys. So in the moment, we've got some great tools out there where somebody can pull over in a website or in a digital app. Yes, I want to give you feedback right now. So it's more up to them instead of just when they happen to receive a survey. So there are all sorts of things around that. But at the end of the day, we have to remember what we're doing here. We are doing so much more than measuring feedback. We are driving change on behalf of our customers. And the reason we do that, the reason our businesses pay for us to do that 
is because it will have a positive impact on the business results. That's why I always take a step back and say, do you have your foundational pieces? Do you have that customer experience mission statement? Do you have that customer experience success statement? The success statement can change the conversation you're having with leaders. Because what you want to do is think about what are your organizational goals? What do your leaders care about? And what would happen if we invested in the right places in customer experience to make real change within our organization? What if we did have a higher renewal rate? What if we had a higher retention rate? What if we could reduce the cost of service and the cost of refunds and retribution for customers because we actually did more root cause analysis and proactively prevented those pain points from happening? We really have to get very specific about why we're measuring these things. It's not just to measure. It's not just to measure. And unfortunately, we are often asked to be these number narrators. So I think you are doing absolutely the right thing by looking beyond NPS. Sometimes this is a big march uphill. What I mean by that is, I would encourage you to take some baby steps here. As you look for why are we tracking this as a universal KPI, ask what they're ultimately trying to do. Challenge some people, ask them, okay, if this goes up, what does that do for the organization? And if they say, oh, it's good for us, we can, um, we're gonna get more customers. Say, okay, how are we tracking that? How can we look at the journey to find those pain points that are preventing us from getting customers to begin with who aren't even part of our NPS because they're not even part of our customer base? Really start pulling that thread. And that's where you can get into some very fruitful conversations about what are we trying to do here and what's the best way to do it. This is really about a, I like this word, mosaic about okay, we have to track certain metrics, we have to get quantitative data, we have to get qualitative data, we have to look at all of these different journeys, we have to invite customers to co-collaborate, co-create with us, and we have to make sure that we are communicating with our leaders in a language that they can understand. That is no small thing. And so sometimes we wanna boil the ocean here, we wanna take it all on. I encourage you to take one step at a time get somebody involved, see if you can figure out what is that CX mission statement, and then compare that to, okay, what are we trying to do? Yes, we're tracking NPS, and that's really important. What does that ultimately do to help us live that customer experience mission? What does that ultimately do to help us live up to that success statement? Both of those resources we have on the site at experienceinvestigators.com. They are free. We have uh, available guidebooks and things like that for you. There are all sorts of resources for you there. So I encourage you to check that out. But really, this is about broadening perspective one step at a time. And the biggest thing we can do is get back to the why. Why are we doing this? So that's my advice. I hope that you keep doing what you're doing. I can hear the passion in your voice about it. And I'm really excited that there are more and more leaders like you out there who are starting to stand up and say no Customer experience is more. This is a strategy. This is something that will help us in our business. And we can do more on behalf of our customers. And I think that's really exciting. So keep up the good work, even on those hard days when it feels like leaders aren't really connecting the dots. If you start connecting the dots, they're going to follow your lead. So keep up the good work. 
So another great question. So excited to hear from you. As always, if you have your own question, go ahead and ask. You can find us at speakpipe.com slash experience action. That is a place to just leave me these voicemails. You can do it anonymously, or you can tell me who you are, and we can reach out to you when we actually publish your episode. So check all of that out. And then as always, please uh, check out all the resources we have for you at experienceinvestigators.com. And we are still accepting applications for flight school, CXI flight school. So check that out as well. We're very excited about all the things that we're working on with you and for you. So let us know. We love your feedback. Feel free to leave me feedback on that voicemail as well, or find me on LinkedIn and all the other many, many places. And I cannot wait to hear your next question. So keep them coming. Have a great week and keep up the great work. To learn more about our strategic approach to experience, check out free resources at experienceinvestigators.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, our Year of CX program, and more. And please follow me, Jeannie Walters, on LinkedIn. 